everyone. Welcome to Adoption Adventures. Thank you for tuning in. Apologies for the lack of episode last week. I was definitely on my way to being on my deathbed. Um, it was it was a bad bad time. I was not in a good way. Um, <laughs> I yeah do apologize but i was yeah definitely 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 unwell um and that is the sort of like the downside of me not planning episodes in advance and the downside of me not having a co-host who can be able to pick up the pieces when i'm not around so apologies but i'm back now um the topic i'm going to talk to you about is something called microaggressions um this is a topic that came up in our um, LGBTQ plus and allies support group. Um, the way that those groups run is we ask the, the group to sort of feedback anything that they would like to talk about. And then the social worker that I sort of co-deliver with um, also comes up with various topics that, that think they think might you know benefit the group. And... Um, this was a, a topic that the social worker had come up with and, and recommended it to us. What was really interesting is this was the first time that I'd ever heard the term microaggression. Um, now, for me, initially, I assumed it was to do with our children's behaviours, um, little sort of moments of aggression and ways that we could manage that or support them or, or sort, of, sort of move in with that. Um, turns out that actually it's it's not that at all. Uh, microaggression is something that uh, marginalised groups can sort of feel or it, it sort of comments that they can have made to them and, and it can incite a feeling. Um, the official um, sort of dictionary um, sort of definition of microaggression is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalised group, such as a racial or ethnic minority. Um, and I think what was interesting and, and what's really key there. Um, and the real key from our sort of conversation was that these microaggressions are definitely things that can happen and they are sort of indirect, subtle or unintentional. And more often than not, they are seen as unintentional. Um, they are unintentional phrases, comments, words um, that can be said that can just incite a reaction from us um, and we just started talking about what that actually looks like and some examples of that might be if you are talking with someone and they say oh you know tell me about your child's real parents now that statement in itself could be meant in every sort of in every aspect of it it could be the intention could be to just show interest um, and want to learn more. But actually the term itself might, for some of us, might cause a reaction. 
Um, others may find that um, a microaggression is when someone makes an assumption about the first family um, and perhaps makes some comments or discussion um, and just uses some language that makes some very negative links and connotations to our birth families um, and again could make us have a, a reaction. Um, the way that obviously we were talking about um, this within our group was the microaggressions that might be felt um, from an LGBTQ plus perspective. Um, so a couple of dads talked about if they when they are out shopping with with their kids and they'll talk to um, a member of staff in in sort of in the supermarkets who will sort of make a comment and go oh you know is is mum at home then or mum must have let you out to to do this did they um and we were talking about how sort of comments like that can just be so sort of utterly bizarre um because it's it's it's, it's quite an archaic way of thinking anyway um then it's not very sort of inclusive it's not very forward thinking and, and it just it just doesn't fit on so many different levels but it's such an innocent comment it's probably meant in a light-hearted humorous way um to just sort of highlight that if we go back 20 years traditionally it's not the men that are going out shopping for the weekly shop it is not the world that we're living in anymore and that is not, not the world that we should be projecting into our future but it is just a very innocent comment but naturally to someone who is in sort of a same-sex relationship that can actually cause quite a, a stir of emotion it can make you think oh you know can i can i comment should i comment am i in a position where i actually have a responsibility to comment and to pull this person up and to change their thinking and we talked about how you're put into that position and then a microaggression can sometimes then turn you into having a full-on aggression response or what would appear to be an aggressive response so if you're out and someone is questioning you about your child's birth family you might have an aggressive response to that situation because it may be the umpteenth time that that person has asked or that somebody at random some random stranger has started asking very very personal and direct questions in a subtle way um, and you may be at the end of your tether um, and you may have a response of calling it out and calling that behavior out and saying you know actually i don't really feel that's an appropriate line of questioning or why is it you think that you have I, I love that you have the confidence to ask me such a personal question when you don't know anything about me um and as a result you are then led into a position where you are forced to or feel like you're forced to give a negative or aggressive response to something that wasn't necessarily delivered with intent on upsetting um, and we said that that can actually be quite difficult and there can be times when you feel 
nervous about challenging. Um, there are times when you feel like you're not allowed to. Um, we then moved on to talk about how that can be for our children as well. And we talked about how our children could be sort of put in positions whereby they are asked these questions or that comments are made. And they've got to feel like they've got to sort of meet that with full disclosure about their entire life every single time. Um, and sometimes that could be really difficult. We talked about how you could go into a doctor's surgery um, and you could be asked, um, you know, is there any history of X within your family? And even though you may have answered that question again a million times and that there should be records very clearly on these doctor's screens to just not bother asking that question, instead they're just going to ask that question and everyone in that room is then in the position where they've got to re-announce that no our family is made up of adoption and we have this information but we don't have that information now you know me you know that we celebrate adoption we get excited about it, and we really cheer about our sort of history and we respect what we don't know but to have that question raised to you regularly or what would feel like regularly or to anticipate every time you walk into that space that you're going to be asked that question must be really difficult and must be really frustrating. We talked about um, for our children when it comes to being in schools and I know that we talked about this previously when our children are in schools and, and people start talking about um, baby photos, family trees, you know, what does your family look like and things like that. And it can just be something very subtle that can actually be quite triggering. Um, and this sort of sparked a conversation and what we, we then asked the question of, are microaggressions a bad thing? And even after all that I've just said, it feels interesting that I'm asking that question. But if someone is saying something and their intention is not to cause harm, maybe they're in sort of in a position where they're trying to learn. Maybe they're in a position where they need to be educated. Um, and that puts us in a position where we can push back. Um, I said that I was once in a job interview and the person interviewing me started talking about sort of things that I do and then said, oh, and your, um, your wife, what, what does she do? And put me in a very difficult position because I wanted the job and I was like, mm, I don't know if when I correct you, am I then going to be sort of, am I going to make you feel uncomfortable? Um, is this going to become something? And I then had to do a very quick battle with myself about that. Um, I landed on, hey, if, if I want this job and they want me, I might as well let them have the real me not 
not a false version. Um, so I corrected that individual um, and said, oh, actually, I, I didn't say wife, it's, it's actually my husband. Um, as expected, the individual then did feel quite uncomfortable and looked very uncomfortable and shifted in his seat and was very apologetic and um, <laughs> then used the term, well, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> to, to which that was perhaps the second microaggression um, and that was then met with well to be honest I wasn't seeking your approval for for me having a husband I was just trying to make sure that we didn't make the mistake of, sort of who I was throughout the rest of the interview um now, that wasn't an uncomfortable situation, it was not a pleasant situation because there was an assumption made and it was very difficult and I then didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to handle that for the best. But we said, in that situation, I was able to correct him. And we said, what if in the next interview, he didn't make that assumption? What if in his next conversations, he actually looked for clarity before making an assumption? Because, like I say, he was uncomfortable in that interview. So, will he avoid that situation moving forward? Will he make sure that he's not in that place again? If, if that is the case, and if he moves into that situation of not putting himself in that position again, then actually what's happened is that microaggression has led to a really positive step forward. It's led to that individual growing and understanding. Um, and that's quite positive, actually. Now, yes, we both had to go through an awkward situation. And yes, we both had to have an uncomfortable conversation. But he then might have learned and grown from that conversation. And I then started speaking to Dad about this and sort of delving into the topic and, and asking, you know, what, what his thoughts were. And he kind of landed on, you know, and, and he's such an inclusive thinker, it's, it's unreal. But he landed on the conversation and landed on the opinion of, actually, he feels that microaggressions are a positive thing because... Yes, they can be triggering. Yes, they can be difficult. Yes, they can be challenging. But actually, it insists and forces us to challenge back. It forces us to deal with things that might be a little bit difficult. Um, it puts us in a position where, you know, we have to handle tricky, sticky situations. We can't hide away from those conversations. Um, and And he said, actually... This is how we educate people through people making errors, through people making sort of poor judgments. As long as it's not direct and sort of intentional, we then are in a position where we can grow and we can teach um, others to sort of follow suit, um, which I thought was a nice, nice approach to the situation. I guess there are times when it can be very frustrating. Um, and there are times that for some people, actually, they're like, do you know what? I'm just bored of doing the argument. I'm bored of 
kind of trying to be the person that answers all of these questions and that is always educating others. Um, and I do get that. I understand that completely. Um, but I thought it was an interesting one. I thought it was an interesting idea. Um, the the side of the coin that I sort of land on is microaggressions will exist. I didn't realise it had a term, like the term had a name, um, but it happens. You know, it's in our world. It will continue to happen. And I think what needs to happen in those situations is for us to correct it and for us to challenge that head on. Sometimes it can be exhausting. So there might be times when you need to just give yourself a little bit of a breather and say, oh, do you know what? I'm just not going to react to this one. I'm not going to buy it because it doesn't benefit me in any way, shape or form. And I just can't, I can't do it. Um, but I think, you know, again, it's demonstrating that we can be an advocate for our kids, for adoption, for ourselves. And I think if our children can see us doing that, it allows them to get some sort of language that they can use as well. And if they can see that we're reacting to those situations positively, they can then start to get a narrative on how they should handle that. Um, I was talking to a, a parent the other day who had that exact situation of going into a doctor's surgery. Um, and now within within their home, as, as they visit, the um as they visit the doctors they'll kind of have a conversation beforehand and say oh i wonder how long it'll take before they ask these questions and then as soon as it does they kind of have a a look um, between each other and then their response is yeah we don't have that information and they just leave it there because that's how they've dealt with it and they've they've already answered that question so many times and it's a case of um having the sort of the confidence within your family to have those conversations and realise what will and won't work for you and your family. Um, challenging where you can challenge and accepting where you have to accept. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a really interesting conversation. It was, um, it was really interesting to hear the different perspectives, the, the different sort of challenges that people have gone through um, and different sort of microaggressions that people had felt along the way. We also said that we're, kind of we come up with microaggressions but micro positive aggressions where people will just say wonderful things that have the exact same effect but in a positive way so today i was talking to someone and as i was walking i said oh you met met my son last week and to which i responded and said oh yeah doesn't he look like you and you laugh and think that's a lovely thing to say because it's impossible, <laughs> but it's made me feel really great. So microaggressions don't always have to be bad. Um, and they can be quite interesting. So it was an interesting chat. Um, maybe it's something that you've felt. Maybe it's something you've experienced. Maybe it's something you want to talk to me about. Uh, drop me a line. Let me know. Maybe you've got some different examples and how you've dealt with it. Um, been lovely to hear. Um, I've got a couple of really fun meetings coming up this week. Uh, so I will be... Um, bringing that 
the feedback from those to you next week and I'll let you know how they all go. Um, but until then, thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, much love to you all. Have a great week.